Welcome to this episode of Musings of the Sacred, hosted by William Catling and produced by myself, Gillette Cervantes. Each week, we focus on thoughtful ways to engage the life, the natural world, and God. This is the third episode of Season 2, and it's an exploration of the concept of a true home. As you listen, I implore you to think about what you consider your own true home to be and what sets it apart from other forms of comfort. True home. A home is referred to as a space used as a residence. Homes provide sheltered spaces or rooms. Activities are performed, such as sleeping, preparing food, eating, as well as providing spaces for work and leisure. The concept of home ranges from the idea of an actual house, or it could mean the interior space, or literally the human psyche. Home is thought of as a liminal space or a place between where we feel we belong. The following is an excerpt from the writing of A.A. Milne. They were having a rest in a small sand pit on the top of the forest. Pooh was getting rather tired of that sand pit and suspected it of following them about, because whichever direction they started in, they always ended up at it. Well said, Pooh, we keep looking for home and not finding it. Who suggests they look for the sandpit, then they might find home. Try, said Piglet suddenly, we'll wait here for you. Rabbit gave a laugh to show how silly Piglet was and walked into the mist. And after Pooh and Piglet had waited 20 minutes for him, Pooh got up. I just thought, said Pooh. Now then, Piglet, let's go home. In this beautiful section from one of the Winnie the Pooh stories, we find this idea of what it means to search for our true home. Pooh, Piglet, and Rabbit are lost in the hundred-acre wood, and there is a heavy mist all through the forest. They were trying to find their way home. We spend so much of our lives unable to see or find where we truly belong. Sometimes there is a strong link to our place of origin, but as adults we are looking for a new home in people, in places, in the things we do, our jobs, or our careers. Too often it's like trying to find one's way through a mist-shrouded forest. The need to belong is innate. It's part of our shared humanity. Discovering where that is becomes a part of our journey. We often find ourselves at the sandpit instead of home, a place that is shifting, unstable, and lacking in support. Our searching is hindered by the mist, the confusing veil that makes it more difficult to see through. In this story, Pooh demonstrates that it is not with the eyes that the direction to home is found, but deep in the belly where things are felt most strongly. Let's continue our story. Now then, Piglet, Let's go home. But Pooh, cried Piglet, all excited, do you know the way? No, said Pooh. But there are twelve pots of honey in my cupboard, and they've been calling to me for hours. I couldn't hear them properly before, because Rabbit would talk. But if nobody says anything except those twelve pots, I think, Piglet, I shall know where they are calling from. Come on. Home calls for us. It softly reaches out to let us know the way. We need to learn how to hear the voice of our true home. 
This is part of learning to listen to the Spirit, to discern that still, small voice of God that calls to us to bring us home. In the story, Pooh Bear did not know the way. They were lost in the woods, and the mist made it impossible to distinguish landmarks needed to orient themselves. So when Rabbit left with his extensive verbosity, it was quiet enough for Pooh to hear the call from home. Knowing where we are and where we can find our connection, our place that we belong, our source of peace, we have to trust other senses than our eyes. Belonging is found, in Pooh Bear's case, in his empty belly. The food he loves most is signaling him how to find the way home. In this case, it's 12 pots of honey. This is not an accidental number. The promised land for the Hebrews, all 12 tribes, was flowing with milk and, yes, honey. Our true home, our deeply spiritual connection, is to a land that can only be reached through the guidance of the Spirit. That comes from quieting the voices in our heads, the voices of our colleagues, our families, and our culture. If nobody says anything except the real food of our souls, we think we will know where they are calling from. It could be the call is coming from the place where we have found the deepest peace and contentment. Now back to our story. They walked off together, and for a long time, Piglet said nothing so as not to interrupt the pots. Then suddenly he made a squeaky noise and a ooh noise, because he now began to know where he was, but he still didn't dare to say it out loud in case he wasn't. And just when they were getting so sure of himself that it didn't matter whether the pots went on calling or not, there was a shout from in front of them, and out of the mist came Christopher Robin. Finding our way home is a lifetime challenge. To know where we belong in each phase of life, during transitions, and when we arrive at someplace new. The transitional phases are often the most challenging, because we are not quite sure where we are. Like Pooh and Piglet, we travel through the mist-filled forest, trusting an inner voice that knows the way home. Our minds are filled with directives that come from our history, our old maps and signage that was useful in our previous journeys, but now outdated and confusing. The new voice to follow, the new signage, requires us to trust in the Spirit, to trust our inner ears, to trust in the way that we cannot see. In the story, Piglet begins to recognize the path as one that will lead them home. He wants to talk about it, but decides to remain quiet, except for some noises of joy that were leaking out due to his happiness at no longer being lost. As he holds back from speaking, a voice shouts from out of the mist before them. It is their dearly beloved Christopher Robin. In our search for where we belong, our true home, we are not alone. We may have a friend or family member with us, but even if we go by ourselves, the Spirit of God goes with us, helping us to hear the voice of our true home calling. As we continue to find our way back, we begin to recognize the signs and feelings of being lost diminishes with each step. As we draw near to our center, to our inner garden, our place of belonging, we hear the voice of Christ, O for Robin, calling from out of the mist. 
Now, Pliny the Elder, a Roman philosopher who lived from A.D. 23 to 79, says, Home is where the heart is. This phrase, home is where the heart is, has been in our Western consciousness for over 2,000 years. It is thought to be an essential part of our shared humanity. This idea that our sense of connection lies within us where we belong. It's tied to our inner self, our soul, and our deep-rooting feelings about life. Home has been considered a human shelter, a place to be safe and protected, where rest and restoration is found. Walled with windows to view the outside world, and an entry that can be locked against intruders. The center of the home traditionally has been the hearth, where warmth and food preparation would take place. The hearth is where people would gather to share stories, to watch the flames dance, to knit, to sew, to repair items, food preparation, and other work. Something that the word for heart is linked to the hearth, both operating as centers for home. The word heart refers to a person's organ that pumps blood throughout the body, the center of a person's thoughts and feelings, the innermost of something, and the source of someone's courage. We use the word heart in a number of common phrases. Here's a few of them. To be after one's heart. To break someone's heart. From the bottom of my heart. To have one's heart in the right place. To take something to heart. In referring to the term true home, it implies that in contrast, there is a false home. One that is unsafe, unauthentic, lacking in warmth, or disconnected place to dwell. Another way to think about our true home is in the construction phase, and we are living in it while it is in process. We can walk through it and see a new foundation built upon the bedrock of our lives. Or the framing that begins to identify the rooms and the stone or brickwork that reveals where the hearth will be centered within. Our true home is like our genuine self. It does not appear fully formed. It's developed over time, built upon our life experiences, our engagement with the spiritual disciplines that provide growth and maturity for our souls. It's like the Hebrews while in the wilderness. They lived in tents and they worshipped in a tabernacle, a portable center for all of them. When they became settled in the promised land, they were able to build new homes and a temple as a center of their community. As we travel through our own wilderness, it can seem like we're living in a tent and long for a place to be settled, to put down roots or a foundation to build our lives upon. Our construction of a true home requires that we use long-lasting materials, one that will stand up to the fires of life. In the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 3, it reads, Now if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stone wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become evident, for the day will show because it is revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each one's work. Gold, silver, and precious stones can withstand the fires of our lives, which are loss, grief, disappointments, frustrations, setbacks, hurt, betrayals, illness, accidents, and many more that we face each day in life. 
wood, hay, and straw do not hold up against the fires that await each of us. So we build our true home with faith. We build it with trust and endurance. We build our true home with love and forgiveness, courage and prayer. We use discipline, belief, and service looking for stability. We build slowly, issue by issue, day by day, moment by moment. Like Pooh and Piglet, we are not at home at the sand pit. We long for the warmth of the hearth at the center of our true home.